Hi. Hello. I'm Allie. I'm Hannah. And you're listening to What's, What's on, on Your Mind? mind? Uh, back at it again. With the white. <laughs> With the white bands. bands. Nobody <laughs> knows what that reference is from. You're not a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't have much to say. It's Sunday. We don't normally record on a Sunday. We don't. We, it's true. It's we've true. Been, but tomorrow is a national holiday. What holiday is it? It's Kwangbokjal. 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 Ah, okay. Korea's Foundation Day. Yes. <laughs> the, the, they tell the story of Tangun. Tangun Haraboji, right? I just usually hear Tangun, but I know some people do say mm-hmm. Haraboji, which translates to grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's supposedly the first kind of citizen of Korea and he made Korea basically. Mm-hmm. It's He's a long story. Korea. <laughs> it's a long story that interestingly kind of relates to today's topic. Oh, it does actually. But not the title. The title of this week's podcast is Cats. Oh, okay. So I actually have no idea what you're going to tell about cats. And I was like, oh, it does kind of relate because there is a cat in the story. There's a, tiger There's a bear and a tiger in the story. In the, yeah. So the tiger. Um, yeah. But yes, that's true. But no, it relates a bit to what I'm going to talk about today a little bit. But okay. why don't you tell us what you're going to introduce for your culture corner? Okay. I want to introduce a YouTube t- channel. Um, oh. You've probably watched them, Ali. Um, it, the the YouTube channel is called Cream Heroes. Oh, yes, I do know. Yeah. Okay. Like five <laughs> different ones. So, uh, yeah, there are so many channels like this. But um, Cream Cream Heroes, I mean, I'm going direct with, the, with the, the cat's word here. Like Cream Heroes is a YouTube channel of cats. It's um, It's a Korean YouTube channel and it's just like the owner's daily life with their cats and things that the cats do and the cats trying out new toys and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's great if you are um, studying Korean because they do, you know, like when, you know, like in the like Korean TV shows, they pop up with the little subtitles and the kind of like, the little headings that pop up next to the, the people's heads, like what they're thinking or what they're saying. Yeah. Um, it has, it has that, but it's not like OTT, like the, super bright loud tv shows it's very calm and um cute and like gentle uh it's really lovely but yeah good if you're studying korean because you can uh you know quick reading on the screen and it's quite simple and yeah so yeah i just like to recommend cream here cream heroes well i'm gonna go jump on top of that my favorite korean cat channel which is basically the same content um I, I don't know which one's older. I think mine's been around for a really long time, but they have the same little pop-up things. It's a really fun mm-hmm. way to study Korean. Um, is Suri Noel, if you spell it in English letters, S-U-R-I-N-O-E-L. Mm-hmm. And I've heard of that one too. Yeah. So the mama cat is Suri. The adoptive dad is Noel and they have three babies. And so there's like, they're so cute. Um, they're mm-hmm. all Scottish folds, interestingly. Oh. Um, they have, yeah, three babies. Oh, was it, what are their names? Is, Ron, and Tol. Um, And they're so cute. They're my absolute favorite. If you guys have a pen and pencil or your phone, write this down. Go watch the video. <laughs> 
type Suri Noel. So S U R I N O E L. Um, I think it's called like cat face pillow. Their owner, (laughs) they, uh, they call them the Butler, of course. Um, he buys one of those pillows. That's like in the shape of a cat face. Okay. Oh, yes. Huge one. Yes. I've seen that one. I think I've shown you this and they freak out. And it's honestly (laughs) one of the funniest things ever. Even if you're like not a cat person. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great video. They're so cute. (laughs) That's a good suggestion actually. Thanks. Cause usually in those accounts, like in those channels, they don't usually talk like the owners don't talk. They just focus on the cats. Yeah. So it does help you learn like without distraction. Yes. The only thing I will say, Mm. and I'm saying this to the audience as well. Yes. Don't give your cat a shower that like it's a really <laughs> big thing in Korea say, on these channels uh-huh and they think because the cat's like scared and has like big eyes and they think it's so cute and they mm-hmm. they're well cre- cats are like a new pet here right yeah so, right. so they don't really know that you don't need to like cats are self-cleaning animals <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> it's okay if your cat gets dirty and you want to give them a shower but they just like give them showers every week and stuff it's so weird Mm-mm. it's really stressful for your cat so I love how you said that you're saying that to the audience as well but um I don't have a cat <laughs> the audience doesn't the people our listeners yes have cats but, yes I know but you said I'm gonna you said I'm saying this to the audience as well like you were wait do wait hang on wait now I'm coming to a realization were you saying it both to the owners on the channels yeah. and to our listening audience okay yes okay <laughs> in my head you were saying it to me and our listeners and I was like you know I don't have a cat <laughs> well if you ever do have a cat now you know I'm gonna be mad if you give them a bath <laughs> okay then I will never give my cat a bath not I mean unless so, it gets dirty so many of you know my cat Pippin <laughs> and he's yeah. half white and so like when I moved house he he was essentially the dust rag so <laughs> I have had to shower him maybe three or four times in the four years that I've had him three years that I've had yeah. him but but that's because he like turned gray yeah <laughs> or <Yes>. yellow <laughs> and they don't smell that's like the great thing about cats I mean their fur doesn't smell your poop box right. smells but Anyway, their butt smells. <laughs> their poop, their poop box, like their little oh, box, box. I thought you said their butt smells. <laughs> Fun fact for people who have a cat and are sick of litter box smells, smells, get tofu litter. It's life-changing unless your cat is stubborn like mine and doesn't like it. But if your cat is okay with tofu litter, it doesn't smell. It's the best. Awesome. Oh, amazing. Well, thank you. That's a good, that's a good shout. You're welcome. Thanks for adding on to it. Yeah. I'm glad I could. Collaboration (laughs) after all. Yes. (laughs) Well, let me tell you why I thought of Dangun. Dangun? Yeah. And why I thought it related to my topic. Okay. Yes. So when I thought of cats, it's only natural for me to think of Mm -hmm. black cats and Halloween and spooky season. So I... And the reason I chose this one for this week was because I mentioned it in both of the last two podcasts we've done, which is that I was going to introduce witchcraft 
Aha. Uh-huh. Yes, you did. In a modern, in a modern sense. So I'm not going to be talking. Well, I will talk a little bit about history. I think when Western people think of witchcraft, we always think of um, Salem, witch hunts. Yes. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. So I will talk a little bit about if they've had those in Korea. Um, I think Sean and Joe at Dark Side of Soul have gone much more in depth on that topic. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, spoiler alert, there's actually not that much history of that in Korea in relation to quote unquote witches. Mm-hmm. But there is a kind of witch hunt of a different group of people, which I'll talk about. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to talk a little bit about witchcraft today. And you mentioned some stuff in the last podcast. So, yep. It's all coming together. It's all coming together. Look at that. And oh, guys- we just said, we just said it's collaborative effort. It's this. It's, it's all we just work and we're just together. I would quit if we are we more than we are. We are one. I don't know if my snapping's being picked up. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> um, well, you, at least you heard it. What was I going to say? Um, I lost my train of thought with that song, which was beautiful. But uh, it's my favorite song from that that movie. I'm totally. Oh no, it's not where I was. Deception. Disgrace. Disgrace. You've got to be a little more informative to our listeners of, of what you're talking about. Because sometimes you say These things the and then you never follow up. Lion King it is. 2. Lion King 2. And if you've never seen Lion King 2, you need to go and see it because those two songs are two of maybe two of my favorite. Fa- Another well, cat's reference. Exactly. Yes. I was thinking the same thing. Also, if you were a kid and you didn't have a crush on Scar's son, don't talk to me. Kovu, heck Don't yeah. talk to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. I totally forgot my train of thought. <laughs> so let's just jump into the beginning of my story. <laughs> All right, Philip DeFranco. Basically, I'm ready for I'm ready for Halloween. Spooky season starts in August for me. And it seems that Koreans, interestingly, would also be into spooky season if you were to go off of their Korean dramas. There is so much witchcraft and witches in Korean dramas these days. Yeah. Well, like Hotel de Luna has all the ghosts. Oh, yeah. Witches. There was a drama called The Witch is Alive. She thinks she's a witch and it's okay to not be okay. And there is a movie oh, yeah. series that I believe is going to be a trilogy, if not more, called, just called Witch. They recently this year had Witch 2, the other one come out. There's so much stuff. His master's son. Yeah, his master's son. That's sort an older one. Paranormal stuff in that one. Yeah, yeah, a little bit older, right? So I think a lot of people watch these dramas and they think Koreans have an affinity towards spooky things, but that's mm-hmm. not really the case. No, it's true. There's not a lot of spooky stuff here. Honestly, going back to the main topic, they are obsessed with cats. But they're obsessed with the imagery of cats. They don't yes. really like cats themselves. You will see a lot of cats on the street, yeah, including true. Um, pets that were abandoned. Um, they kill street cats. I'm not going to mm-hmm. beat around the bush. Uh, that's not a super common thing, but it, they keep cats on leashes here Mm -hmm. outside so there's like this weird uh like yeah what's the word the cute pusheen like they like chippy cats like they like stickers they're obsessed with cats stationary stationary and they do and they do like cats but they like purebred cats a lot of them and they do buy their cats and uh yeah and uh shelters are overcrowded 
I would know. Mm-hmm. So please go adopt a cat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so there's not really a spooky season in Korea. They do celebrate Halloween, but they see it as a foreign celebration and it's predominantly celebrated in Itaewon or uh, university districts with foreign students. Mm-hmm. And um, there's not really any kind of pagan religion in, in the Western sense. There's not really actually a practice of witchcraft uh, in the way that we see it and like Wicca as well. It doesn't yeah. really exist here or does it in a way. There are... <laughs> traces of it. So I'm going to kind of talk about what's out there. If you're a listening witch, or if you're uneducated about what that means, <laughs> go do some research. And uh, if you are a witch or identify uh, as a witch or are interested in witchcraft, hopefully this uh, guides you if you're visiting Korea or living here. Okay. So first of all, Korean terms. Do you know the Korean word for paganism? I don't. It is e-gyo. E-gyo? Okay. Yes. So gyo is the word for to denote a religion. Mm-hmm. And do you know the word for Wicca? Uh, we-gyo. <laughs> Mabob sungbe, or these days it's kind of popular, so they just say Wicca. Oh, just Wicca? Okay. Yeah. So like I said, these don't really exist in Korea. The biggest similarity is, I'm sure you know, I, I totally blanked for a second. What did you say? I said, what's the what's the biggest similarity in terms of Korean religion to witchcraft? Like shamanism? Yeah. So there are a lot of shaman rituals from Korean shamanism that are similar to witchcraft in other cultures. Yeah. For example, exorcism, mm-hmm. um, the ability to communicate with the deceased. Yeah. Face reading which is similar to palm reading, reading in other yeah. cultures. They do, they do do palm reading nowadays, but in the past it was predominantly face, re- face reading. Yeah. Uh, tarot. Yeah. And say, yeah. life charts, which is very common in Taoism. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a bit of research and I found an interesting book. Um, it's actually published, published in the West, published in English. It's called Everyday Wicca, Magical Spells Throughout the Year. And I thought it was very interesting because that book mentions a Korean god who rules Ursa Major. So this is the story that these Wiccans in the West know about Korea. So I'll fill you in on a story. Mm -hmm. Do you have your popcorn ready? Yeah. Well, I have a bottle of water. (laughs) Do (laughs) Good enough. (laughs) Okay. I'm just going to read it to you like a story. Okay. A long time ago, by the swamps of Hungyeongdam, known as Black Dragon Lake, there lived triplets who had been born after the death of their father. They each set out in search of mentors and returned after 10 years of academic and talent development. Then one day, wild winds blew with roaring wa- rain. That was really hard for me to say. Whoa-wing rain. <laughs> <laughs> and the sun disappeared. The triplets consulted their teachers and learned that a pair of male and female black dragons from the black dragon lake were engaged in violence in the heavens. And and in the end, the female dragon swallowed the sun and roared up to the edge of the sky with the male dragon following her. 
The triplets took on the black dragons and succeeded in making the female dragon throw up the sun, which brought back light to the human world. They were able to kill only one black dragon, however, and the other one survived, returning to the black dragon lake. The triplets ascended to the sky to guard the sun against the surviving dragon and became known as Sam Taehong or the triplet stars. So some Wiccan witches, this triplet star constellation, they believe in this Korean story. Okay. Interesting. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I don't know if they necessarily know that it's a Korean story, but it seems like it. It's in this book. Okay. Um, So one more time, if you guys want to read more from that book, it's called Mm -hmm. Everyday Wicca Magical Spells Throughout the Year. Okay. Thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you will see some traces, some similarities um, if you go to visit a shaman temple. But speaking of like going back to the point of historical witch hunts. Oh, before that. Yeah. I have a question. Okay. Do they, uh, did they ever practice like uh, tea leaf reading here? Um, I don't, like you know, I feel like I've, I've, I know that some people do now. Mm-hmm. I have seen that done now by modern shamans, but yeah. I don't really I, I've never like really picked up on if that was a thing from the past. Okay. So I can't say, I'm not going to say with hundred percent certainty. That's right. I was just curious. Yeah. could be. Because I mean, tea is such a big thing here. I just wondered whether it featured at all. Yeah. I'm not really sure actually. Sorry guys. Google so, it. We'll forgive you. Google <laughs> it. I guess. I mean, after the podcast. Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, going to witch hunts. I mean, so I think a lot of people have this idea that because the Joseon dynasty was so Confucian, which is true, mm-hmm. that they like <laughs> went around like killing Buddhists and shamans. I think I don't know where people get that idea from. Right. <laughs> because that's not true. <laughs> Wasn't there a Buddhist king at one point? I mean, a lot of them were and, Buddhist. A lot of their wives was, were Buddhist. The first yeah. thing ever translated into Korean, Hangul, was a Buddhist scripture because Sejong's uh, wife was very Buddhist. Right. And, I mean, and wasn't there was a there was a king who kind of who who had temples built, wasn't there? Yeah, and a lots right. of kings like prayed at the temples, and also yeah. like the pottery. They have so many Buddhist like scriptures on it and buddhist images mm-hmm. for for the chosen people they kind of saw it as more of like um almost almost in a way how some people see it today oh my cat is brushing up against my mic oh his butt is my face um which is kind of you it know, wouldn't like a be the cat's choice. episode without a little bit of merit they're in it, both it? here it's pippin he's biting <laughs> me. it's pippin <laughs> he's biting me to get my attention my goodness <laughs> They're, they heard it. They're like, she's talking about witches and not us. She's not <laughs> telling the story of how she adopted us. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So shamans weren't actually really usually shamed and they weren't really hunted during Chosun. Chosun, mm-hmm. they, the leaders pretty much just tried to control religious activity. They didn't really banish anything. Otherwise it wouldn't be here, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. But there was a kind of witch hunt-like, Salem-like situation in the form of, do you know who? It is a religion. Uh, Catholics. Yeah, the Joseon were 
the the rulers in particular were very anti-Catholic, mm-hmm. many, many people. And they were very, very serious about it. And they were brutal guys. It's nasty. Why were um, they so against them? It was a Western religion. First mm-hmm. of all, they Joseon was a hermit kingdom. They yeah. didn't even want communication with the West, let alone honoring, a, you know, a foreign God. What a way. I mean, in Joseon, the king was a representation and the queen of gods. They were gods personified. And Catholicism said, Jesus Christ is your savior. And on top of that, there's another guy in the sky. And it's not this guy <laughs> on the throne. It, it was like the yeah, worst right. possible because in Buddhism and in, you know, shamanism, it's not a monotheistic religion. Right. So, whoa, this was really off-putting to them. Um, and they murdered them in horrible, horrible ways. There was a mm-hmm. situation in Seoul. Well, now if you go to Seoul de Moon, no, not Seoul de Moon, sorry. Um, Seoul, Seoul de Moon, the small Western gate. There's a um, that was the area where they would publicly execute Catholics. And now there's a Catholic church and an art gallery and like a cafe and a memorial. Basically, it's great. So, so um, moon, right. Yeah. So, so moon, sm- the small Western gate. Um, I read a whole article about that um, as well as the, the uh, Catholic cathedral. It's a park and it's a museum and it's an art gallery and it's a church and it's a cafe. <laughs> That's yeah, what, I, what I said. <laughs> um, and uh, and also you can go to the Catholic Cathedral in Myeongdong. I wrote about both of them on my uh, blog and you can learn about the history. Yes. Awesome. So, oh, and also there is a martyr's shrine near the Han River um, uh. where they beheaded hundreds of Catholics. So I'm not going to get too into that. That, that shrine is near Hapjong Station, right? Um, it's, I think it's at Yongsan station. A Yongsan station. Okay. Yeah. I think you're right. Mm. Like right next to it. So, uh, yeah. So historical witch hunts in Korea, tell your friends, you can say they weren't after witches. They were after Catholics. And so I was doing some research just to see if I could find any kind of witches in the kind of way that we know it in Korea. Mm-hmm. I did find a, a woman. Her name is Venus. She's a pagan witch. Uh-huh. And she's, she's based in Korea, but I don't believe she's from Korea. But okay. she's a very active witch. Yeah. And she said online that there is a very, and she emphasized very small group of people in Korea who communicate about these things. So mm-hmm. whether there are more witches or not, they're not really expressing themselves in any kind of group As, or online wait did you say that she's uh she's she's not korean i'm not sure okay because it's online um mm-hmm. but i know she's in korea and i know she's a practicing witch in korea okay and uh i believe she speaks korean regardless of where she's from and she said okay. that there's a very few people who are openly communicating about it in korea mm-hmm Um, She says that there are some, she said, modern style pagans here. So she said kind of people who honor the earth and the spirit world, um, but in the level of depth, as you might see in the West, she said she's, she's only seen a few. Okay. Um, She does say that, you know, she, the best way to communicate is to kind of read about other rituals and ceremonies and other practices like shamanism. 
um, mm-hmm. to kind of that kind of have the same message. And that she says it does help her to kind of get the messages from the spirits that she needs to, and that kind of thing. So I don't really know, um, who can say it better than an active witch, but there's not mm-hmm. a big community here, sadly. Yeah. And do you know about like what happened with president park? Um, uh, you mean about like her, um, like her very close friend's mm-hmm. dad. Um, yes, I know of it, but I cannot explain it. So, <laughs> so basically, I think I talked a little bit about this in the corruption episode. Yeah. I won't talk about it in too much detail. But basically, President Park was known to have practiced shamanism, which many modern Koreans, particularly Christian and Catholic Koreans, mm-hmm. they just say it's synonymous with witchcraft and devil, yeah. you know, devilry and Satanism and things like that. Yeah, yeah. President Park was very, very close with her mother, um, who was killed. And uh, you mm. know, her best friend, like you said, Choi Soon Shit and her father were very into shamanism. And a Choi lot of Soon people Shil's father. Yeah. Yes, yes, Choi Soon Shil's yeah. father. And yeah. so people called her a witch so for president part to be known to have practiced in shaman rituals and have a best friend who was a quote-unquote witch it really upset people yeah. um people were saying that Soon should bewitched her and uh that's <laughs> how she was able to run the state affairs and mm. uh it was almost a way to excuse president park on the one hand but for some yeah, people it's like, it was oh a, it wasn't her fault it, she, she was, was uh, under a curse yeah. <laughs> but then on the other hand, um, it was a way for the people who didn't like President Park to say, she's a witch. She turned me into a new. <laughs> I got better. I got better. <laughs> Great. Monty Python. How many Monty Python references can we fit into this? The end of this <laughs> podcast episode. <laughs> so on top of there already being a small community, no doubt issues with surrounding President Park made that community smaller or like venus the witch said people who can openly communicate it became smaller probably people who felt afraid to express it are people like so so the people who 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 dislike shamanism Mm -hmm. no yeah so so like the the very strong uh the very uh extreme christians who who kind of denounce shamanism not even too extreme i know they my ex-boyfriend's parents who were not too extreme hated they're very scared of it and they were not extreme christians actually i know buddhist who will just say christian (laughs) so the the korean the the korean people who i'll just say korean i want to say christians or buddhists or whatever the korean people who don't like shamanism wait i guess let me rephrase my entire question entirely do you think that the average korean person is even aware of witchcraft in the way that like and witches in in the way that we know them um like do, do you think they're even aware that they um are real do you know what i mean I do think they're aware. Yes. Um, and I, and I think they have very negative connotations about it. Mm -hmm. I think Koreans in regards to witchcraft as well for them, I think witchcraft and shamanism is almost one in the same. Okay. 
And um, even non-religious Koreans tend to be afraid of shamanism because of horror films. The horror genre in Korea paints shamans in a very, very negative light because of exorcisms and possession. Yeah. Um, I've seen an exorcist uh, and I've seen an exorcism twice by a shaman in Korea. I found it very beautiful. I really loved it. It was a really incredible experience. If you get a chance to see it, it's really great. And I think the thing that touched me the most about it was the person who was paying for it. They were, you know, crying and, and so relieved because they Mm -hmm. felt this cleanliness. And for somebody to say, you know, that it's, scary or witches or shamans are evil. I just don't understand it. You know, Mm -hmm. I think pop culture really does affect it. Oh, big time. In our culture too. I mean, how many witches do you know that people think is are like Satan worshiper? I mean, even Satanists don't worship Satan. (laughs) Right. Exactly. You don't know about that. Go read about it. (laughs) Witches, witches are like for real, like witches. They're pagans. People, I mean, the the like the like classic image of a witch is is just like an evil woman who puts spells on mm-hmm. people, right? Usually, an killing evil, young women, old, ugly woman who wants who to look, be beautiful and young forever. Yes, who 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 hates everyone because they all hated her. Thanks, um, old doll. And uh, and and they put bad spells on everyone, and and yeah. They just I make think, everything a bad time. But that is not what witches are. That is I not think people in the West do. are kind of educated more about what witches are today. Slightly more, yes. But well, if we I have said, a pagan history. It's true. Yeah. But then but then there is also there are also negative connotations with paganism too. Well, and they tend to come from Christianity. Christians. Yeah. Which is so Christians. ironic because ugh, so many Christian holidays are pagan. Yeah, right. Paganism is is like the root of human religion. Yeah. Every religion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm shaking my head. Like, <laughs> why would you be afraid of that? And Satanists based, basically live by the law of life is short. Enjoy. Do do what <laughs> pleases you. Be a little mm-hmm. bit selfish, you know? So, yeah. Although they maybe could have chosen another name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I think about that. Sometimes <laughs> I like hear about Satanism and I'm like, cool guy. Like, cool. I've seen this like 80 year old Satanist. She's like this little old lady. She literally uh-huh. dresses in like sweater vests and stuff. Uh-huh. And she knits and everything. And she's a Satanist. And I listen to her and I'm like, cool. I like your outlook on life. And then I'm like, I would never be a Satanist because I would never want to tell someone that I was. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think like you said, a lot of witches feel that way. They don't want to tell people they're a witch. Yeah. Definitely not here. No, no, that's true. Yeah. You would not want to tell someone you're a witch here. It is. I I would say I'm not a witch, so I can't, you know, um, speak for them. But I I will say from my experience, um, knowing them and also just living in society, it does seem to be (laughs) changing the perception of witches these days at least people are people still have negative views of it they call it fluffy and like it's not real um however right. you, whatever you want to believe that's fine but um they you know they tend to be a little less um standoffish yeah, a yeah growing curiosity especially among gen z and millennial women yeah i would uh go so far as to say it's 
in some aspects it's almost trendy oh in, yeah in some for circles sure. yeah can, in some groups of people you can find all those books at waterstone that's like the green witch the blue witch how to how to clean your house as a witch how to grow your yeah. garden as a witch like so much stuff spells to make you happy spells to help your mental health like mm-hmm. and they're marketed towards people who don't even call themselves witches right you know and then i mean you have it's interesting too because it depends on where you come from people from new orleans like witchcraft is a part of their everyday life. I mean, witchcraft is like New Orleans is the capital of witchcraft in the United States from, you know, mm-hmm. voodoo culture. Right, right. So it's interesting um, the different perceptions that people have depending on where they're from. But in our culture, white, middle class, UK and America. Yeah. That's what we're speaking on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's also the... Uh... There's also the, the uh, going back to it being trendy, um, I literally just thought of it. Um, there's that song on TikTok these days, all oh, over yeah. TikTok and now on Instagram. And it's, it's called W-I-T-C-H. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know about you. I really like it. I watched the video too. It's, uh, it's really good. Yeah, it's cute. It's very like TikTok songy. It's good, but yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's a real earworm though. <laughs> What's, uh, I'm not on TikTok, but I have seen it on um. Instagram. Instagram. What yeah. does it stand for again? Woman in touch. Woman in total control of herself. Oh yeah, woman in total control of herself. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I love it. She's had a couple of earwormy songs. She has, yeah, but that's 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 her biggest one. Yeah, I think which. Well, and then on Netflix, there's been a lot of which show too. There was like, um, oh no, wait, that was fairies. Okay, now I'm getting distracted. Well, fairies are part of witchcraft. <laughs> Let me go back to my topic. Okay. <laughs> so um, it does seem to be actually more popular among Koreans abroad who have maybe been raised, you know, knowing a little bit more about witchcraft from a Western perspective and then mm-hmm. also knowing about their shaman heritage. So I'm, I'm speaking specifically about Koreans who are American or Australian or British. I found a couple of people um, who are very interesting if you kind of just want to get a little bit of information about Koreans who are associated with witchcraft, mm-hmm. the first one is really cute. Uh, so there is an author from Auckland um, and her name is Gracie Kim. And in her debut novel, it's a children's book about Korean witches, which is like oh. our witches. And oh, it's actually okay. been optioned by Disney. So they might make a show oh. about it. And uh, it just hit the New York Times bestseller list. That's so cool. On a total side note, um, she actually gives a TEDx talk. So you can look up, her, look her up, Gracie Kim. But uh, she talks a lot about writing and uh, writing as a Korean author. And I thought there was a cool quote. She she talks about using an anglicized pseudonym. And uh, mm-hmm. then she decided against it and said, my name is not a shackle. My name was my history and my pride. And I thought that was great. Yeah, that's great. Good for so her. the book is called The Last Fallen Star. You can buy it, especially if you have a, if you have a young kid. Um, it's about a 12-year-old girl called Riley. And uh, she's Korean ethnicity. 
but it's cute because in the book uh, it says she thinks she was born a saram, which means a person who is non-gifted with no magic. A saram in Korean literally just means person, person, but she uses it in a way like Muggle from Harry Potter. Yes, <laughs> so it kind of makes her the odd one out in her family of healing witches. So all of her family are healing witches. Uh-huh. She loves BTS and she's like a regular Korean. Uh, okay. I, I don't know if she's maybe from New Zealand or something, but she's like a. Kyopo, regular Kyopo girl. Um, uh-huh. And it talks about her journey in witchcraft and becoming a witch. So it's really, it looks really cute. I don't have a kid, but I might buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. I want to, yeah. I want to read it too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, too, we should borrow it. it. If you buy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll look up how to buy it. So one more time, that's called The Last Fallen Star by Gracie Kim. Awesome. And then Uh, I'll mention some other Koreans, but I will just go back to the kind of existence of witchcraft in Korea for those Mm -hmm. people who are curious about it. Um, There is actually a chaplain in it's called the Open Circle, which is located near the army base in Pyeongtae because many Americans identify um, as witches. So you can go there. Pyeongtae is a little far, but you can Mm -hmm. go to the Open Circle. Um, There's a lot of shops in Hongdae that sell kind of Wiccan items or witchcraft items yeah um as well as in buddhist temples uh so you can find crystals pendulums incense candles mm-hmm. all these kinds of things and i i heard kupang from a witch was described as quote unquote a witch's best friend kupang yes <laughs> nice so kupang is a like amazon uh- <laughs> And I guess you can buy all of those things, crystals, candles. You can also buy like foreign items on coupons. So you might be able to find some Wiccan books and and things like that. Yeah, right. The one thing I will say is that crystals are really expensive in Korea Mm -hmm. compared to to where we're from. You probably be better uh, off buying them at the Buddhist temple rather than like a crystal store. Yeah, I never even thought about that. No, you're right, actually, because I had a friend who was looking for some and he like... uh, he went to one of the shops in Hongdae and it was like, it was like one crystal was, it was crazy expensive. It's, it's like pennies for us back home, but, but it's here it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, I know, it's I know rock. it's so much money here. You can get, you can get small ones. So, you know, if, if your budget doesn't stretch to, if your budget doesn't stretch to the the prices that um the, the, the big pieces of, of the big crystals, cost so i cannot get my words out this evening i'm so sorry um <laughs> uh if you yeah if your budget doesn't stretch that far like you you it is still accessible like there are very small you can buy small pieces just bring um, your crystals size. with you yeah or, or go on shopping on. yeah yeah amazon ships to korea a lot of a lot of stores on amazon anyway yeah um sorry carry on if you speak korean and you'd like to meet some shamans, there's a uh, large shaman community on Inwangsan. There's actually a shaman temple there, but you can find uh, shamans just hanging out in their tents, literally just like (laughs) old ladies hanging out, Uh, some Uh men as well. So you can go speak with them. They're very nice, um, very friendly, but they they are older and they do typically speak in Korean. Mm Mm-hmm. You can buy a book called Folk Religion, The Customs in Korea. I've heard many people have found this very helpful um, in terms of understanding Korean shamanism better, as well as its comparison to witchcraft. It's by uh, the author Choi Jun-shik, Folk Religion, The Customs in Korea. It's written in English. Oh, that's good. 
And then the last one, going back to my point on the popularity of uh, Koreans abroad, there are two shamans that I actively engage with on Instagram Mm -hmm. and they are both Kyopo. So they speak English and they do readings and whatever else you need in English. Um, The first one, her name is uh, Chue Sohee. Her Instagram handle is S-E-O-C-H-O-I dot shaman. You can find her on my followers list. Mm hmm. And also, um, Sonmi Mudang. So Sonmi Shaman, her Instagram handle is just the Mudang, M-U-D-A-N-G. The Mudang. Okay. Both of them. Are they based in Korea? Um, I think they're both in America, but they do Zoom calls and that kind of thing. Okay. And they'd offer readings and that thing over the internet. Or if okay. you're based in America. And um, they both give a lot of information as well about items i just recently shared one on my story of a mugwort candle that uh she suggested it suggested and what it does Uh. for you and and a lot of the things that they suggest are traditional korean things so um they both they both kind of speak openly about how they feel a connection to witchcraft and they kind of feel that that it's blended together with shamanism Mm -hmm. like i mentioned you know being american as well so yeah yeah if you're curious about it go talk to them they're both super nice uh friendly I believe they're both queer as well. So if you need a safe space, that's a good, good place to go. Yeah, that's uh, a very good point. Have fun with it. Enjoy, explore, and let us know if you find anything else that I didn't mention. That's just the end. Thank you. That was great. You know, I love hearing about all of this kind of stuff. So, yeah, you've been more into it. Like, I'm very interested in it from a, from a, I'm just curious about it. And I also love yeah. the aesthetic. Um, I don't know if, I don't really know if I have the, <laughs> I'm way too science oriented. So I don't really know if I have <laughs> the stamina to believe a lot of it. Yeah. I'm open. I'm never, I'm never like shutting it down, but I don't think I could ever become, I don't think I could ever become serious of, of it. My like practicing myself because I don't know if I could ever fully believe it. Yeah. But do you have anything you want to say? I, um, I I've dabbled in practicing um but I've never um like oh my god I've never been at a point in my life where uh where I've had the kind of um so basically I just want to apologize been, sorry sorry Mary's tail is like whacking all you know Mary's <laughs> tail whacking everywhere right now so that's why I said oh my god I, I wasn't saying oh my god that you <laughs> practice witchcraft so if anyone here's oh my god she's a witch burn the witch burn the witch there we go two references down <laughs> just wanted to it, I, I didn't want anybody listening to be like wow that's really hard. that's way harsh Allie <laughs> you just said all this nice stuff about them and then your best friend says that she practiced a little bit and you go oh my god disgusting (laughs) no um so yeah I've become I've been mostly interested in it in in the last like three or four years and um I I've like tried sporadically to like to start practicing and like educating myself um during maybe the last two years but I've never been at a a point in my life in that time where I've been wanting to practice that I have been able to kind of dedicate myself to um, educating myself on it often and practicing often 
uh you can start with like the tiniest things but that's not that's not me like that's not how I do things like if I'm gonna start something I need to just do it like it needs to be who I am which is probably why I don't do a lot of anything <laughs> is, is, this, is this turning into a therapy session anyway uh, <laughs> basically <laughs> basically um I've dabbled and I will continue to dabble I hope it works out for you. Thank you. It's it's nice. I enjoy I enjoy when I do it. It's it's like it's meditative, you know. It's like self care, and it's that's a, the level that I believe it. Yeah, but I think not necessarily being able to believe more, particularly the wishes part, um, mm-hmm. is what prevents me from going any mm-hmm. deeper. I get that. Mm. I'm not yeah. saying though that I wouldn't have it done to me. Like I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I would love to have a witch, you know, offer me wishes or offer me well-being, but I don't, I don't know if I'd do it myself. Yeah. Um, but I love I it. I mean, a lot of a lot of it does uh cross over with kind of self-care practices that are like promoted or not advertised in like a commercial sense, but um that are that are told to people these days things like manifestation um Mm -hmm. and and stuff like that like you know you cast a spell that's a manifestation do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean Mm -hmm. so like even if you wake up in the morning and you say I am the I am the best Korean historian in the world like (laughs) not believing it not not that you are now but when you say that you are like you will become it the more that you say that you are right because that's how it it goes that's manifestation you know manifestation i do so like casting a spell is like the same thing so on yeah on a on a on a very shallow level mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. right right so it's a part of our human nature mm. I think I identify more with the word pagan than I do witch because I I do feel a very deep connection to the earth and I do feel like I I there's energies in the earth and that kind of thing and and that's you know I think a lot of people feel that way without having to mm-hmm. say that they're a pagan or a witch or something like that so yeah as long as it's yeah people just don't shouldn't have a negative connotation of it and people just need to be more open minded in general mm-hmm. including Korea as we've said yes but it does seem to be changing. Like even with these K dramas, you do right. just see, I mean, I see, it sounds so stupid, but like I see more accessories with little witches or stickers or books. <laughs> I have, I have some books like that I bought from just a stationery store that are like witch books, you know, the ones that yeah. I have. Yes. Yeah. The I aesthetic, do. the aesthetic of witchcraft yep. is getting really popular in Korea. And usually people like the aesthetic of something they end up exploring. So we'll see how crazy it goes. We'll update you in, uh, we'll update you in five years, guys. <laughs> if you think I'm like, I'm like podcast in five years, <laughs> five years time, five I'll years like, time. We get back on the podcast guys. Everyone's witches. There are spells flying around everywhere. Uh, <laughs> you know, that video, that meme of Jordan Peele and he's just like dripping buckets of sweat and he's just staring at the camera. Yes. That's me. That's me right now. <laughs> five years. It will be really interesting to see where we're at in five years. I don't mean with the podcast, but like just literally, just like everywhere. literally where I physically am. 
Yeah, it's true. It's very true. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. that's all I've got for you guys today. Cool. Thanks so much. I hope you enjoy it. Hope you learn something new. Me or them? Everyone. Me. Everyone. Mary, Pippin, Monty. Monty, were you listening? That ghost in the corner of my room staring at me. <laughs> I swear to God, there's there's ghosts like my cat. Spider underneath your sofa. If you have a pet, like, <laughs> and you know what I mean, and they just see stuff and yeah, you're like, what just staring. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. enjoy your spooky season as well, guys. And I love uh, how it's like not even the end of August. Oh, it's spooky season. For me, August 1st is the start. <laughs> I never, ever associated August with summer because August was like back to school time and we, you went back to school in the fall. So like, I know it's not fall, but in my head, it, it always has been. I've always grouped like August to November as spooky season. Interesting. August is still summer holidays for us. It's like halfway for us. So we go back to school like mid or late August. Interesting. We go back at the start of September. So the start of September for me is like you guys finish the start of autumn. I think I think we have shorter summers than you. I think we've discussed how this. Long, how long are your summers? <laughs> Let's not get too into it at the end of the podcast. Okay. But, um, I, I'm, I've also not been a kid for uh 20 years, but um, from what I remember, we would finish like June and be back by mid-August. How is a mid-July to the end of August? Oh, okay, so pretty much the same. Similar, yeah. As a six weeks. Okay. Okay, cool. End of that. <laughs> Bye, guys. Love you. Bye. Love you. <laughs> Love you.